Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Chapter 2, verse 4. And let's see exactly what we're supposed to say. I said, Mighty Camp out of South Carolina. 
Um, okay. Okay. Um, you said Luke chapter two. Then we'll get something going on. Chapter 2, verse 4. What did you say there? Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse number 4. Uh, verse number 4. Okay. Luke chapter 2, verse 4. And Joseph also went up from... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, there you go. Now, 
I know South Carolina is getting very happy because now you know, you can get warmed up. All right, so we do know the feast day is coming up there. Uh, the feast day is coming up. And we're going to take a look at the feast day is coming up in Genesis chapter 23. We got a feast day coming up real shortly. And we're going to take a look at it. That's for those out there around South Carolina. You understand it's a feast day coming up. And we'll take a look at Leviticus 23. Let me talk about it a little bit. We're going to Leviticus 23. The government day coming up. And Leviticus 23. And we're going to pick it up around by the first number. Let's see what we want. Leviticus 23. Let's pick it up. Round about Leviticus 23. Let's pick up round by verse number 24. Let's 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 pick it 24 down to verse 25. Let's see what it says. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24 and 25. Count six, come on. Okay. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24 and 25. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month and the first day of the month shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a righteous gathering. A righteous congregation, right? A meeting gathering. So we fold so on the seventh month and the first day of count six, we fold to have a reward of blowing the trumpet. Not only that, we fold to have a righteous gallery. And what do you say in verse 25? Verse 25, you shall do no servile work therein. But you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Yahweh. Oh, okay, good. And what is it in verse number 38? Verse 38 says, Besides the Sabbath of the Yahweh, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your free will offerings, which you give unto the Yahweh. Uh-huh. And what do verse uh, 44 say? Verse 44 says, And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So this feast is for the children of Israel, and other nations can participate in but it got to be led because it's an order to the children of Israel. So this order to the children of Israel there, this is an order to keep the feast day on the seventh month, the first day, is a reward of throwing the trumpet. As a matter of fact, um, let's, let's get a case in point at Nehemiah. Chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 3, and verse 8. You get a case in point about this seven months, first day 
the remorse of blowing the trumpet, let's get a case in point and see the day. Do that thing day. In Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 3, and verse 10, 6, South Carolina, come on. Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1, 2, 3, and 8. Verse 1, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spoke unto Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Yahweh had commanded to Israel. Verse 2, and Ezra, the prince, the priest, sorry, which is the teacher, brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women. And all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seven months. Verse 3, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before men and the woman. And those that could understand in the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Verse 8. So they read in the book in the law of Yahweh distinctively and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. We got to make them understand the reading. We got to understand that Leviticus 23, you got 17 things, and we got to be on to take the lead and, and show the people, you know what it is, and show them exactly how it goes, because this is order from the mighty one called the four-letter man, Yahweh. Well, since you read that so good, you might want to read a little bit more in verse 9 and 10. You see what 9 and 10, matter of fact, 9 down to verse number 12. Nine down to twelve. Let's see what they say there. Count six. Nehemiah chapter nine. I mean Nehemiah chapter eight, verses nine through twelve. And Nehemiah, which is the Trishathras, and Ezra, the priest, which is the teacher, the scribe, and the Levite that taught the people, said unto all the people. This day is righteous unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people weep when they heard the words of the law. Verse 10. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is righteous unto our Yahweh. Neither be you sorry. For the joy of the Yahweh is your strength. Verse 11. So the Levites sealed all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for the day is righteous. Neither be you grieved. Verse 12. And the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth, because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And what words were declared under them again in, in verse number 10? What words were declared under them in verse 10? Say it again. 
and verse 10. Yeah, what words were declared unto him in verse 10? A verse 10. Nehemiah, a verse 10. Nehemiah, verse 10. Go your way. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is righteous unto our Yahweh. Neither be you sorry, for the joy of Yahweh is your strength. Oh, so what we're going to find out there, uh, Cam 6 the joy of Yahweh is our strength. See, when we when we join Yahweh's will on the right side of the book in First John chapter three, we want to precept that um Cam Fix. We want to precept that to first John chapter three. And we're gonna look at verse twenty nine and verse twenty two. On the right side of the book. First John chapter three, verse twenty. So when we understand that the Almighty is our strength, that's our strength, the Almighty. Now once we understand that, let's see how he how he responds if we understand that the Almighty Yahweh is our strength. First John chapter three, on the right side of the book. Verse 20 down to verse 22. What is that? That's the first John chapter 3, verse 20 through 22. Verse 20. For if our mind us, Yahweh is greater than our mind, and know all things. 21. Beloved, if our mind condemn us not, then have we confidence towards Yahweh? Verse 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You see that? So long as we get this man right, uh, Captain in this, that's the game changer right there, because we have to get this man right. So, um, and it, it, and one thing about it, in First Peter chapter four, we got to make sure they're clear about getting him right. Let's see in First Peter chapter four, verse seventeen through nineteen, on that right side of the book. First Peter chapter four, verse seventeen down verse nineteen. Let's find out some things on the way to find out some things there. First Peter 4, 17 through 19, come on. First Peter, chapter 4, 17 through 19, verse 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of the Yahweh. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel, which is the testimony of Yahweh? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall where shall the unyahwali and the sinner appear? Verse nineteen. Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of Yahweh commit the keeping of their lives to him in well doing, as unto the faithful, which is the beliefful creator. Yeah, 
bathroom means one thing, but we just found out a bathroom means those that would not keep the law, statutes, and commandments of the mighty ones once they've shown what is they supposed to do. So a bathroom has nothing to do with a woman to have a child without a husband. That have nothing to do, that's number of slaves and teachers. A bathroom is those who not take correction once you've shown what the body is doing. Now look at a case in point about the big time bathroom right now. You get a case in point on that, um, dog, Kempick. We're going to, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 23. We're going to get a case in point on what he says when we preach up this word bathroom and find out can we identify the lead people as a nation. We're going to Deuteronomy 23 and we're going to get verse 2 now and verse 6. We'll take a look at this word bathroom and what his words come from. The precept of the word. Deuteronomy 23, verse 2 9 and verse 6. Camera 6, come on. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verses 2 through 6. A bastard shall not enter into the congregation, which is the gathering of the Yahweh, even to his tenth generation shall he not enter into the gathering of the Yahweh. A Ammonite and a Moabite shall not enter into the con- the congregation which is polluted for the gathering of the Yahweh. Even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Yahweh forever. Verse 4. Because they met you not with bread and with water in the way. When you came forth out of Egypt, and because they hired against you, Balaam, the son of Beor, and Pethar of the Mesopotamia, to curse you. Verse 5. Nevertheless, Yahweh, your Yahweh, would not hearken, which is listen unto Balaam. But the Yahweh, your Yahweh, turned the curse into a blessing unto you, because the Yahweh, your Yahweh, loved you. Verse 6. You shall not seek their peace nor their prosperities all the day, all your days forever. That's big topic there, Kempick. That's big topic there. So a Baptist, you're not supposed to enter the, the congregation of Yahweh forever. And also the Baptist that met you on the way in 22 and 23 of Numbers, which you're not going to read. They didn't meet you with bread and water, and one thing they have never did. See, here's the key, um, Camtex. Here's all the key. Once you find out that you are made an error, and if you don't correct your error, then you are a bastard. Now, Camtex out of South Carolina, let's take a look at how do you get out of money from being a bathroom? What you got to do in Acts 319? Let's see what you say in 319 or what of that. 319 or what? Or the book of Acts. Okay. 
chapter 3, verse 19? Okay. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent you therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Yahweh. Yeah. So all the Ammonites and the Moabites had to do to get back right, according to Acts 3.19, all they had to do is they released the children of Israel with bread and water and came out of slavery. All they had to do in 319, James Mount Wallace says, your sins is forgiven and you no more bound. So there is a bit of uh, temptation. All you got to do is to find out you in error. According to 319, what you're supposed to do. Once you find out the Bible is showing you that you get in an error. According to 319, what do you supposed to do? Can't fix South Carolina come on. Verse 19, Acts chapter 3, verse 19, repent you. Excellent. That's the number one word. Repent. Excellent. All right, that can't fix all that. Matter of fact, now we keep some of the most. Now, count one is coming on stage, but we're going to bring it in. And we'll get back on it. So now we find out that a Baptist have nothing to do with a woman having a child out of a wedlock. A Baptist is those that will not repent once they find out the truth is written before their eyes. So they have been there. So when you don't repent, then you are a Baptist. Oh, okay. All right. 
Okay, we're gonna try to let me put the microphone down and maybe that'll help. Let's see. Let's put the microphone down and see what I hear. How that sound, Bob? Did, did, did that help? I I heard that. Hallelujah, boy. All right. Let's see me bring in Mother E. Also, another one of the mothers out of Camp One. Tribe of Yah Jah Judah, Mother E. Yahweh be there to see you, right? Yahweh bless you, see Israel. Of the Lord. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, boy, Mother E. And we know Mother Ziggle will be giving a commentary a little bit later after you hear something. He said, let's see, you put them on tape, let me hear something first. Then I'll give a commentary on something. Now, um, I want to come back to something. Um, Cam 6 out of South Carolina. I want to come back. I want to come back to something because uh, you made a profound statement. So we found out that, and that when we was reading Deuteronomy 23, we find out that the, the Ammonites and the Moabites, when they had opportunity to help the children of Israel, they did not do it. So he made a profound statement of Camp 6. He made a, a profound statement. Let's see, let's see what did he say again by them not was making them about it. But he said something in that 23, verse 6. I want to go back over that, uh, Prince of Israel, out of Camp 6, South Carolina. Let's um, look at that Deuteronomy again, verse number 6. Something he said, I just want to take a look at what he said here. Deuteronomy 23, verse 6, Camp 6, South Carolina. Come on. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 6. You said Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 6, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, just asking. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 6. You shall not seek their peace nor their prosperities all your days forever. Okay. So, um... Now, what we just found out, South Carolina, we found out that the Ammonites and the Moabites, since they did not meet the children of Israel with bread and wine when they came out, matter of fact, they cursed Yahweh saying, the children of Israel do not seek their prosperity nor their peace. Now, Yahweh is the Moabites and the Ammonite is today. The Japanese and the Chinese. So when we when we go to the Japanese place or Chinese place, that's a violation according to Yahweh. So those that say, well, what are we eating tonight? Well, we're going to order some Chinese food. You can't do that. So now, now, Prince of Israel, look what you have learned but those are that mighty camp out of Camp 6 in South Carolina, that we cannot patronize the Chinese or the Japanese because they never repented 
for the wrongs their forefathers did. They never repented. We found out in Acts 3, 19, you got to repent. The Chinese, the Japanese never repented to this day. So Yahweh is telling the children of Israel, these are the book, don't seek their peace nor their prosperity. That means when they open up a place in your community in South Carolina, you hold it. Show them the verse and show them that they build a name, and they'll tell you they build a name. They'll tell you if you call them, a Japanese time you say it, who they are. The Amish and the Moabites. That's who they are. But he tells the children of Israel, you do what I tell you to do. Because look what it says, um, hey, mother, she of Israel. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. What it says that we can read in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, uh, mother, she of Israel, what it say? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 23. Verse 3. Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. 8. Oh, eight three. Deuteronomy chapter eight verse three reads, "And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did your father know, that he might make thee know." That man doeth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Yahweh do man live. Mm-hmm. So what we found out that we we supposed to what Yahweh tell us, and especially by being in the leadership position. Once we once we apply the book. Just like the feast day coming up. Once we start doing his will, then he's going to show his hand. And then what did he say, uh, mother, a hey, mother dear of Israel, what, what did he say once we do his will? What did he say in First John 3.22? Mother, dear of Israel, what did he say in First John 3.22? Now, once we doing his will, Let's see what he tell us. In first, first John, John First John chapter three, verse twenty-two. Yes, verse ma'am. twenty-two. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his Torah instructions. And do those things. Huh? Which, which which is the law for the international side over nine hundred thousand plus. So instruction is the law, statutes, and commandments. Remember, we come on the broadcast six nights a week to get them to understand. We must come back to his law, statutes, and commandments, which is the high tech Torah instruction. So we got to keep this in mm-hmm. law, statutes, and commandments. Now, once we do that. That he ain't got no choice but to say, what do you need? Count one, two, three, four, five, six. What do you need? Because you're doing what 
Now, um, Mother E, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Mother E, we'll look at verse 12 and 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. Mother E, one of the mothers out of count one, you and the come out. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Verses 12 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are without? 13. But them that are without, shall what judge. Therefore put away from among yourselves the wicked. Mm-hmm. So when you adopt Yahweh's covenant, mother, mother, when you, so when you adopt Yahweh's covenant, what is the definition of being without a court or what Yahweh just said it is in five thirteen? What that make you when you are without Yahweh's covenant? That means what he got written in his Bible, you pay it no never mind. What that make you according to? First Corinthians five thirteen. But that makes you according to verse thirteen. Wicked. A wicked person. Excellent. That makes you a wicked person. See, we gotta understand that because he Yahweh is is making this move through his ministry. He's making this move, but we have to raise our level of, of teacher now. We gotta understand something. That the Chinese and the Japanese is no friend of Yahweh, so they're no friend of yours. He said you can't seek a peace or prosperity. That means otherwise you don't you just pay them no never mind. That's what you do. You just pay them no never mind, and you inform your congregation, especially out there in South Carolina. That might have camped out of South Carolina. They got to understand one thing. That we got to come back to this Bible. If we want the blessing of the Bible, we got to come back to the Bible. We got to understand what the Bible stands without these feast days. We understand these feast days are very important. And one thing about these feast days, um, Mother E, we got to remember what it says in Numbers chapter 15. Verse 37, down to verse number 40, and Mother D of Israel, tell me, Second Israel, chapter 2, 37, down to verse 47. Have that waiting on me. And uh, mm-hmm. Cam 6. Second Ezra. Second Ezra 2, 37, down to 47. Have that waiting on me. And Cam 6. Out of South Carolina, had me Second Corinthians six fourteen to eighteen. Let me call on Second Corinthians six fourteen to eighteen. But mother, but mother, what do we say, mother, mother, mother? What is that we can read in the fifteen chapter verse thirty-seven down to verse forty? What does it say? The book of Numbers, chapter fifteen, verse thirty-seven to forty. Verse 37, 
And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, 38, Speak unto the children of Israel, and be it them, that they make them fringes in the border of their garments throughout their generation, and that they put upon the fringes of the border a ribbon of blue. 39, And it shall be unto you for a friend that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of Yahweh and do them, and that you seek not after your own mind and your own eyes after which you used to go a horn. Verse 40, that you may remember and do all my commandments and be righteous unto me. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, so Moses, I want to precept that because this young lady had a she had a problem, and um, she had a problem in the ninth chapter of Matthew's mother, mother. She had a business, a whole lot of positions, and she had a problem. So. Um, in the ninth chapter of Matthew, mother, mother, the ninth chapter of Matthew, this is verse number 18. Let's get a precept on that. Let's find out why it's so important for you to be with your fringes on. Because if you don't have your fringes on, you look, you just like everybody else. Remember, most people of color all over the world, but what sets you out, the difference is the fringes. So now, this woman had a issue of problems, Mother E. And let's see what it says in the ninth chapter. And we'll pick up verse number 18. And we'll read down and we're going to find out what did he call this woman in verse 22. We're going to read down to 18, verse 22 of Mother E. Matthew chapter 9, 18, down to verse 22, come up. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 18 to 22. Verse 18. While he speak these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. 19. And Yahweh arose. And followed him, and so did his disciples to follow. Verse 20. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, twelve years, came before him and touched the hem of his garment. 21. For she said within herself, If I may, but touch his garment, I shall behold. 22. But Yahweh turned, Yahweh turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be a good comfort. Thou faith has made thee whole. So now, what is she sees a bunch of people in the southern kingdom called Judah. But what distinguished 
the people she was looking for was the one that had on fringes. The hem of the garment, that means fringes. She said, if I just can touch his fringes, then I know I will be healed. So her faith healed her, but she know what to look for, and that's what we're trying to tell the six and nine camps of Boston of Jewish life. You got people walking around right now. And they know one thing, the people that have his word is the one that obeys his word. And the children of Israel is an order for them to wear fringes. You don't leave home without them. And when you wear them fringes, don't worry, you can get all the attention you want. You can get all the attention you don't want to. That's why you got to be worried up. Because they don't ask you, what is them, what is them things that they and, and, and But a lot of people that know, oh, them is the peoples of the book because they got an order to wear fringes when they, and they don't leave home with that. So that's the key because you got people right, right now on Kansas up there in South Carolina walking around right now looking for those that got the word. But they can't distinguish you or nobody else unless you got your fringes on. But we know that's not the case in South Carolina. But for the point we make it, you have to tell them the blessing is in the fringes. So when you're wearing the fringes, the Almighty recognize you from wearing the fringes. And it's just like those that got sons and daughters or nieces and nephews. When they cry, don't you stop what you're doing and see what they want? That's the same thing by wearing them fringes. When the ones that cry with them fringes on, they're keeping the law, statutes, and commandments of Yahweh, immediately he's going to activate what is my son or daughter want. What is the problem? Same thing we do in our offspring is in distress. Immediately you stop what you're doing and check them out. Now Yahweh is telling us, by wearing them fringes, everywhere we go, you got the blessing of your mighty one over your head. And that's a great thing. So we got to make sure we implement that and tell those that are coming in to anyone to count. It's a requirement for Yahweh to have fringes on with the blue ribbon around it. Now we got a a feast day coming up, Mother Eve, the Mother Dear of Israel. So in 237, let's talk about this feast day coming up. Let's find out something about this feast day coming up called the seventh month, the first day. How do we supposed to address that in camp one, two, three, four, five, six? Let's see how we supposed to uh, address that in second Ezra, chapter 2, verse 37. And we'll read all the way down to the end. Come on. Second Ezra chapter two, verse starting at verse thirty-seven. Oh, receive the gift that is given you, and be glad, giving thanks unto Him that has called you to be. I mean called you to the heavenly kingdom. 
Let me turn my page. To the hell in the kingdom. Uh, verse 38. Arise up and stand. Behold the number of those that be sealed in the feast of Yahweh. 39. Which are departed from the shadow of the world and has received glorious garments of Yahweh. 40. Take your number, O Judah, and shut up those of thine that are clothed in white, which have fulfilled the law of Yahweh. 41. The number of, of, of your children, whom thou longest for, is fulfilled. Beseek the power of Yahweh that thy people which have been called from the beginning may be righteous. 42. I Ezra saw upon the Mount Judah a great people whom I could not number and they all Praise Yahweh with song. 43. And in all the midst of them, there were a young man of a high stature, tall than all the rest. And upon every one of their heads, he sat crowned and was more exalted, which I marveled at greatly. 44. So I asked the angel and said, Sir, what are these? 45. He answered and said unto me, These be they that have put off the moral clothing and put on the immortal and have confessed the name of Yahweh, now are they crowned and receive palms. 46. Then said I unto the angel, What young person is it that crowneth them and giveth them palms in their hands? 47. So he answered and said unto me, it is the son of Yahweh, whom they have confessed in the world. Then began I greatly to command them that stood so stiffly for the name of Yahweh. Verse 48. Then the angel said unto me, Go your way and tell my people, what manner of things and how great wonders of Yahweh, your Yahweh, has thou seen? Mm-hmm. So you, now, read verse 44 again, Mother D.F. Israel. Read verse 44. 40, 40, 40. Verse 44. 2 Ezra, chapter 2, verse 44. So I asked 
the angel and said, Sir, what are these? All right, 45. 45. He answered and said unto me, These be they that have put off the mortal clothing and put on the immortal and have confessed the name of Yahweh. Now are they crowned and received palms. And they were crowned, huh? So let's get a precept yeah. on that, uh, Mother G of Israel. Let's just get a precept on that. Let's look at um, Revelation 3 11. Let's, now, they, now, they was crowned. They threw a stiffen in the bowl of their name, and they got their crown. This is a prophecy to come. So look what, look what John was told in prison to write in 3 verse 11. What was he told in prison to write that, Mother G of Israel and Rev- Revelation 3, 11. Okay. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Read. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take your crown. Uh huh. Because you don't want to buy, take the crown there, uh, Mother Dear of Israel, because the crown going to put you in a position that it should make you get happy and 225 to 29 of Revelation. See, you don't want to buy, take your crown. That's why we got to up our ante because he got a reward for us, Mother Dear of Israel. What is that reward he got for us? And if we do right, Let's see what he got for us in Revelation 2, 25 down to verse 29. What he got for us, mother, and uh, that mighty chap out of South Carolina, we know you're holding that second Ezra, second question six, or 14 to 18, but I'm going to make a little slight detour. I'm going to come back to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to figure it verse number 14 down to verse 23. You said Revelation chapter 2, 24 and 25. No, he took 25. 25. 29. Revelation chapter 2, verse 25. Okay. 25, 25 down to verse 29. Oh. 25. Revelation chapter 25, 2, verse 25. 25 through 29. Verse 25. 
but that which you have already hold fast till I come. 26. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. 27. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessel of a potter's. Shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father? 28. And I will give him the morning star. 29. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the children of Israel. So you see, he said, you was, you was crowning second Israel. And we read the prophecy, mm-hmm. don't let no man or woman take your crown from you. Now, yeah. the more that you take your crown, he's going to reward you by putting you over all the nations that make it. The one that repents. Mm-hmm. He's going to put you over them, and you're going to rule them with a rod of iron. So that's the power you got coming if you get this right. If we understand about these feast days, Sabbath days, wearing these fringes, just as YHWH, you got a reward coming. He said in 3.11 of Revelation, don't let no man or woman take your crown. So that's what you fight for. And that's the reason you wear them fringes. That's the reason you keep them Sabbath days. That's the reason you keep them feast days. Because you know there's a reward coming for you. And it's also a reward coming for the wicked too. So it's up to you. All right, that was excellent, Mother. So we're going to bring that mighty count back in up. Captain number six out of South Carolina to the Princess Israel, uh, Romans chapter eight, and we're gonna pick it up at verse number fourteen out of verse twenty-three. Count six, you back on the clock. Count number six out of South Carolina. Come up. Romans chapter eight, verse fourteen through twenty-three. Excellent. Hallelujah, come on. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of Yahweh, they are the sons of Yahweh. Verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the spirit itself breathe witness with our spirit that we are the children of Yahweh. Verse 17, and if children then hairs, hairs of Yahweh and joint hairs with Yahweh, if so be that we suffer unto him, with him, we suffer with him, that we may be also honored. 
glorified, which is honored, together. Verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which is saluted for honor, which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19, for the earnest expectations of the creature wait for the manifestation of the son of Yahweh. Verse 20, for the, create, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope. Verse, verse 21, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glory which is polluted for honor, liberty of the children of Yahweh. Verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groan and travail in pain together unto now. Verse 23, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the, of the spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. That was excellent, Captain. Now, that was a big verse you read in verse 23. I see a whole lot of dripping, a whole lot of precepts in that. It's dripping with some precepts. I want to hear that verse 23 again, uh, Count 6. That was excellent. What did it say in verse 23 again? Romans 8, 23. Verse 23, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Oh, we wait for the redemption of our body. What the, what that goes to me? That, that's a whole lot of precepts in there. Let's take a look at um, Second Philippians, I mean Philippians chapter 2, Corinthians 21. Let's just get a preach about it. What do you mean by we waiting on the, uh, the redemption of our body? Cap uh, 6, South Carolina. Let's take a look at what that means in Philippians chapter 2. We want to pick it up around by verse 20 and 21. What that supposed to mean? Let's see if we preach up the Bible and see what that supposed to mean. Come on. Philippians. Chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. Yeah, what does it mean? What does it say? Verse 20. For I have no like-minded, for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Verse 21. For all seek their own, not the things which are Yahweh the the Son. Right. Make that three. I mean, that was excellent. But make that three, 20, and 21. That was excellent. I mean, that sounds good when you, that sounds good when you look at one verse and you read another, but that was great. So let me three, 20, and 21. Count six. South Carolina, come on. Philippians chapter three, verse 20 through 21. Verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven. From hence, 
also we look for the Savior, the Yahweh, the Son. Verse 21, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his honorable, his honorous body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we, out. so uh, we wait for the redemption of our bodies because these bodies are going to be changed. See, so these bodies is going to be changed. So let's get another precept on that, Cam 6. Let's go to Isaiah 51, verse 6. Let's get a, another precept on that, Isaiah 51, verse 6. So he's going to do some changes of our bodies. Uh, Mother, Mother E, have me first question chapter 15, 35. We're, gonna, we're just going to read till we get our point. So you can do some powerful long reading all around in verse 58. But listen, so now we wait on, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 23, so we wait on the, for the adoption and the redemption of our body. So now we gotta find out a little bit more about that. That sounds pretty good. So now this redemption conversation of Camp Six what it says to read in Isaiah five, I mean fifty one verse six, what does it say? Lift up lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner, but my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Uh, so make sure you call your verse out for the national audience sake. That was 51 verse 6 of Isaiah. So now, give me Luke 21, 28. Give me Luke 21, 28. And call it out for the national audience so they can keep up. Uh, Daughter, I'm South Carolina. Let's see what it says, uh, Luke 21, 28. Luke. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. Verse 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draw near. Yeah. Then you look up. Now, now you look up because your redemption draws near, and when your redemption draws near, your redemption is going to change its vile body fashioned to its glorious body. So you get that you get that champion body again that you lost in the garden by Adam, uh, not listening to Yahweh, listening to his wife Eve, that caused the problem. And when that problem was called, uh, Mother of Israel, what happened in, in 514 of Romans? Hey, Mother of Israel, what happened when that was broken? What happened, the reason why we got to have redemption now, what all happened according to Romans 514? Mother of Israel, what happened? Okay. Romans chapter 5. Verse 14, nevertheless, 
reigneth from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. After the similitude of Adam, transgression, sin, who who is the figure of him that was to come? Is that, so when, when Adam forsook the law, statutes, and commandments, he brought death on everybody that wasn't even there. That's why we die today. That's why we keep telling especially the six and on account, we got to make a Bible calling. We got to check if we do the Bible say this is what we do. If the Bible said this is what we do, this is what we do. Because when Adam was told what not to do, he listened to his wife, now death will pass upon everybody, so now you need a redeemer. And your redeemer is coming, to redeem you and put you back on the right track. But you got to rehearse the righteous act by keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. Now, before we um, praise Mother, Mother Years, I think we got one of them young lines that's coming on stage to holler that microphone. Let's make sure that this, this old brother Isaiah, one of them young lines out of Camp One, he, is he coming to holler that microphone? Brother Isaiah, tribe of Yahweh, one of them young lines out of Camp 1. Y'all block BJC, right? Y'all block BJC, right? Listen, buddy, CC, you got enough readers on. Get on with the ball, careful. I'll cut you off. Ain't that tough. Yeah, with the ball cap, you cut me off, huh? Well, if you cut me off, the mother, they'll, they'll take it on in. That's all I can tell you. The mother will take it on in if you decide going to cut me off. So, um, if this is um, Brother Isaiah, when the young lions out of Cap 1, we'll see if you double back around back to you. Now, 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 Mother E. So we find out now, it's very important to understand what we got to do. We got to keep this man's laws, statutes, and commandments. And it starts with these Saturdays, these days, landing fringes. That's what it starts with. Because now look what this, now Paul is addressing Northern Kingdom about this same thing, exactly when it's going to happen so we can tell our people what signs to look for. So, Mother Eve, what are we looking for in First Corinthians chapter 15? And we'll figure it verse 35, we're going to read a little bit. Let's see what's going on in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35. Let's read a little bit so we get our point. Come on. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35. Verse 35, read. But come... But some men will say, How are the dead raised up? And what and with what body do they come? Thirty six. Thus food that that which thy soul is not quickened, except it die. Thirty seven. 
And that which I soweth, the soweth not that body that shall be, but their grain it may change of wheat or of some other grain. 38. But Yahweh gives it a body as it has pleased him. And to every seed his own body. 39. And all flesh is not the same flesh, but that is one kind of flesh of man, another flesh of beast, another flesh, and another of birds. 40. There are also Celestial bodies and the bodies but the glorious of the celestial is one and the glory of the transcendent is another. What verse you on, mother? What verse you on? Follow me. All right, take it down to verse 43. And that mighty camp out of South Carolina, take it to verse number 45. Check it out. Okay. Check it out of verse 43, the most. Okay. Part one. That is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. One star different from another star. Is glorious. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is born in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Uh-huh. So now we see, now you see why we got to have this this body and we got to be redeemed because when Adam sinned in the garden, we lost the body that lived forever. So now we want to get that body back. We want to get that body back. And you're not getting that body back until he returns. So you got to do the best you can with the one you got now. That's why we got to keep these laws, statutes, and commandments. Keep these Sabbath days, feast days, and wear them bridges. Because that's exactly what's going on within the garden. And Adam lost all that, and that sin that Adam did fell on every man and woman. So that mighty count out of South Carolina, Prince of Israel, pick up at verse number 44, and we keep reading to it, get our point. Prince of Israel, Camp 6, South Carolina, you're back on the clock, come on. South Carolina, you're back on the clock. What's wrong with our microphone, WCC? 
North Carolina, Camp Fisher, back on the clock. Was on the microphone. Still, we working on Camp Six microphone. Our microphone is in mute right now. Okay, well, we come back to you, um, Camp Six. Hey, our mother, dear Israel. Back up in verse number 44. Verse 44. Hey, now, uh, Camp 6. Oh. Camp 6 out of South Carolina, when your microphone is ready, just say hallelujah, Quadney. We know they'll fix your microphone. Camp 6, South Carolina, just say hallelujah, Quadney. We're going to hear you. Then we know that they going to get the microphone back going. Right now, Mother CF Israel, pick up verse 44. First Corinthians 15, verse 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is Hold a natural body. Hold that for me right there. So, so, ain't nobody got this body right here, this spiritual body. You're not getting that into your redemption cup. So when person, when he say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm spirit. No, you ain't. No, you what you are right now. Cause right now, if I pull a kiss out on you and, and, and point at you, I bet you duck. But the same token, when you got the spirit about you, not worry about no pistol. And if you think you spiritual, you you um let my dog kick you in the wrong place at the wrong time that you can you vanish away from him. So you don't have your spirit body right now. You are carnal, and you're not getting that till Yahweh come back. And like I said again, uh, Camp Six, out of South Carolina, that mighty camp out of Camp Six, Princess Israel. When your microphone ready, say Hallelujah, Yahweh, then we bring you back on the on the network. Come on, mother. Verse forty-five. Verse, verse forty-five. So it is written: the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. 46, how be it that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. 47. So afterwards, hold on, hold on. So afterwards, and you ain't getting that spiritual body again until Yahweh come down, and that's why you need a redeemer. So you're not getting that spiritual body until you come down and change your vile body. And we read that about that mighty camp out of camp six in, in Philippians 3, 20 and 21. You're not getting that until you come back. So you, you don't have no spiritual body right now. Because the body you're going to get spiritually, you're not going to die anymore. So right now, Think you got it right now? That's my pull a pistol on you. I bet you do. Bring out what to do and plead for your life. Go ahead and read, mother. Forty-seven. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is Yahweh from heaven. Forty-eight. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly and 
as it is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Verse 49. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, so, hold, hold on a minute. And Sister Sarah figured around about 50, down to verse 58, when I'm taking it down to, to um, verse 49. And then we'll let Sarah, Sarah Israel inside of Camp 1 pick it up. Pick it back up at verse number 50 to 58. What does it say in verse 49? Verse 49. And as we have born. Hallelujah. Go ahead, 49. 49. And as we have born the image, um, yeah, the image of the earthly we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Yeah, we got it coming. We got it coming, mother. Once, once our redemption comes and changes by our bodies, but we don't have it now. So tell them preachers, they don't have it now. I don't care how long you've been saved. You don't have it now. He got changed these by our bodies. But our Adam and Eve were talking about we don't look right no more because we are lost. I was spiritual body. So you alter them bodies. Now, Sister Sarah, tell old Sarah, is, is you ready to give me some Yahweh be with you? Hallelujah. All right. Speak of verse 50 down to verse 58. And remember now, Camp 6, out of South Carolina, when, when your microphone ready to say hallelujah, then we, are, we have a young line bring you back on and, and finish um, Going down, they are camp six out of South Carolina. Now, uh, let's see where we at. Figure verse fifty down to verse fifty-eight. We in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty down to verse fifty-eight. All right. Yeah, First Corinthians on the right side of the book, chapter 50, chapter 15, verse 59 to verse 58. So Sarah, live inside of Camp 1, you're on the clock. The real listening, come on. All right. First Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 59. Now this I say, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. Neither do corruption inherit incorruption. If one knows, I tell you a mystery. He shall not all be pleased. He shall not all be <laughs> But we shall be changed. Right, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last time, for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised yeah. in corruption. Mm-hmm. And we shall be changed. Yeah. For a disruptible must put it on incorruption. And this mortal must put it on immortality. And when the corruptible shall be put on immortality. 
shall have faith on incorruption, and his mortal shall have faith on immortality, then shall he work the past with pain that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 65. O death, where is thy thing? O grave, where is thy victory? Verse 66. The thing of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 67. But thanks be to Yahweh, who gives us the vision, who are Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Verse 68. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, I move always abound in the work of the Yahweh, for as much as you know, and your labor is not in vain. And, see, and we got to know that. Our labor is not in vain. But we got to understand how we got caught up. We got caught up in the garden and, and sin is on every man and woman now because of what in verse 56 tells uh, what it says, daughter Sarah, what it say? Verse 56. The thing of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. You see that? The thing of death is sin. See, the sin, the the, the sting of death is sin. And as long as we keep sinning, give me a precept on that, Sister Sarah. Uh, give me 6.23 of Romans, a precept. So here's the point. As long as we keep sinning, and how we sinning? By not having no friends on the children of Israel. You sin. By not keeping the feast days. We're not having no white garments with your fringes on on the seventh month, the first day. Don't leave home without them. Without having a righteous gathering on the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. We sin it. And and we got to come out money that sin by keeping the law. Because we just found out the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. Keeping the law. Because the practical place of the Sarah is what? Uh, 623, Romans, what price are we going to pay? Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the way of the sin of death, for the gift of Yahweh is eternal life, and Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. So, the price we're going to pay if we don't get this right, repent, is what again? Death. Death. So, when he comes down to re- to the redemption of your body here, your body going into the fire. See, you're going into the fire. He's going to raise up everybody in the ground, but you're going somewhere. Those that done righteous, my fact, I got to get a priest up on that. Um, Marie, help, help those see out. Hey, WCC, we still waiting on the mighty cap six out of South Carolina to get their microphone back ready because she was throwing down in grand style. So uh, we want to bring her back home so William can have a microphone ready to go. So now, uh, I need a precept on that one, Mother Eve. Now, tell me out in second Ezra chapter 6 there, Mother Eve. And y'all line, let me know when you're ready. I want to hear a hallelujah. And we'll slide to the side and uh, get back in, in that a summer basket. That's what we're going to do. Second Ezra, chapter 6, verse 26 down to verse 28. What does it say? 
Mother. Second Ezra chapter six, verse twenty-six to twenty-eight. Yes, ma'am. What that say? Okay. Second Ezra chapter six, verse twenty-six to twenty-eight. Verse twenty-six. And the men that are received, and the men that are received shall see it. Who have, who have not tasted them from that bird, from their bird? And the mind of the inhabitants shall be changed and turned into another and turn into another meaning. 27. For evil shall be put out, and deceit shall be quickened. Verse 28. And for faith, it shall flow. Corruption shall be overcome, and the truth which has been so long without truth shall be declared. Uh-huh. The truth that been so long without truth. That's right. That, yeah, now, that's the talk of them. It's going to be, now, we declare it now because it's been so long. We've been thinking one thing will happen, and if we find a total, no thing will happen. It's always not going to change there. Until you see, look up your redemption, draw near. So, properly, this ministry be the one that, because you just turn a lot out on this thing here. Properly, we be the ones that uh, will not chase the death that Adam put on all men. You know, somebody's going to be around. Matter of fact, uh, give me a precept on that, uh, Mother Eve. Matthew 16, 28. Because he said it again. He said it in the testimony. The law and the testimony. He said it again. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28. If somebody ain't going to take no death, somebody's going to be around and see this thing. Let's find out a little bit more about it, mother. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28. Verse 28, read. Okay. Verse 28. Next Matthew 16, 28, what does it say? Book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 28. Truly, rarely, truly, I say unto you, there'll be some standing here which shall not taste of death, because they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Yeah, and I, and I, I hope it's up to six anointed count that will not taste this death. But we got to be talking this Bible big time for it not to happen. So we got to be talking this Bible. I'm saying it's got to be a ministry that's going to not taste death. But they're going to be talking this Bible. They'll be calling on that name, wearing them fringes, keeping them Sabbath days. I understand about them peace days, very important. And they're going to get in where they've been in and be ready to go. So, um, now WCC, I don't know what happened to 
that mighty camp out of South Carolina, King and Princess Israel. So uh, you ain't, I ain't heard her say hallelujah yet. So, but um, we're going to um, give no precept, no GF Israel. Let's go, to, let's go to Psalms 118, verse 15. I want to get a, another precept on this thing. 118, verse 15. And y'all lying, Brother Makai, when you're ready, I want to hear me some hallelujah. Blah, and then we can slide to the side as you take it all the way in. Psalms 118, verse 15. Mother Israel, one of the most out of camp one. Come on. Okay. Psalms 118. Verse 15. 15 down to verse 17. Psalms 118 verses. <laughs> you got to tell me again. 15, I know you say 15, 15 to 18. 15, 16, and 17. 15 to 17, I can't yes, catch ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Psalm one, yes, ma'am. Okay, right. Psalm, Psalm 118, verse 15 to 17. Verse 15, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right yes. hand of Yahweh doeth that validly. Verse 16. The right hand of Yahweh is exalted. The right hand of Yahweh doeth validly. Verse 17. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of Yahweh. You see that? You see that? That's the prophecy. Because we know David is dead. So somebody's going to be around and declare the righteousness of Yahweh. See that? Guess what? It's going to be bosses over two Israelites. The six and on the camps of bosses over two Israelites. We'll be around to declare his righteousness. And, and when we declare his righteousness, um, Sister Sarah, we're going to take him straight to 625 and, and declare his righteousness. Deuteronomy, chapter 6. Verse 25, live out of Camp 1, Sister Sarah Israel. You on the cross, come on. So our righteousness is keeping the law. That's our righteousness. Six and only camp, that's our righteousness. When princes understand one thing, that we found out early when um, Camp 6, the mighty camp out of South Carolina, headed by King and Princess Israel, we found out that the Moabites and the Ammonites, that the Chinese and Japanese, and we both be eating no Chinese food because they haven't repented yet. And you heard them repent. I ain't heard them repent. So we both be eating no Japanese food or Chinese food. Because Acts 3, 19 said they got to repent first. 
And we found out one thing, the only one one with pet is the bow. We found that out by Camp 6-2. There wasn't a bath over there in that Hebrews chapter 4, verse 8, a bath that won't do the instructions of the Almighty Yahweh. That's the definition of a bath. They ain't got nothing to do about it. It'll do it. No, a bastard won't take correction, won't keep the laws and statutes of Yahweh. That's what it says in the book of Hebrews. Matter of fact, read, hey, hey mother, mother Eve, read, read the definition of that bastard again so we can be clear about it. Because right now we're waiting on the WCC to turn back on uh, King and Princess Israel, that mighty camp out of number six out of South Carolina. Microphone is down. So let's back up and read a verse called Hebrews 4, verse 8. What does it say that Mother D up here? I mean, Mother E. What does it say we can read? Let me find Hebrews 4, verse 8. 12, verse 8. What does it say in 12, verse 8 that Mother Mother E? What does it say we can read? The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 8. But if he be without chastisement, for all, all are part, partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. You see that? So a bastard, a bastard mother is those that will not take correction. So that's the definition of a bastard. got nothing to do with... We've been taught all our life. Look at that one right there. No. A bastard is those who not take correction. A bastard, when he told you in Acts 3, 3, 19, you got to repent. And Yahweh says in that 23rd chapter of Deuteronomy, since the Chinese and Japanese have never repented to you, but not leave you with bread and wine, you don't keep their peace nor prosperity. That means you don't you don't get no uh, buffet all you can eat. You don't be messing around the Chinese and Japanese restaurants because they never repent. See, you gotta know these things, especially out of the camp one, two, three, four, five, six. You gotta teach it and live it. You want Yahweh's blessing, you gotta teach it and live it. Now, um,
O Israel. Verse 7. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Yep. Who is the King of glory? The Yahweh strong and mighty. The Yahweh mighty in battle. Verse 9. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Verse 10. Who is the King of glory? The Yahweh of hosts. He is the King of glory. Hey! Answer that, mother. Go for, hey, hey, my mother, read verse 6 one more, one more again for us, the national order. 24, verse 6. Psalm chapter 24, verse 6. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy faith, O Israel. This is the generation. So, mother, we are the ones that's going to lead this charge. This is the generation right here. Voices of the true Israelites, the six anointed camps. We go seek him, and those that want to follow our lead, we'll get you there in the same place we're going to get you. But you got to be obedient and follow the lead of the six anointed camps of voices of the true Israelites. And on that note, we're going to bring that young line in, that up-and-coming kick out of Camp 1 called Brother Makai Israel. He's going to tell you who all broadcasting, who carries broadcasting, and he's going to take it all the way back in on top of the Sabbath day. WCC, I'm waiting on you to turn back on the microphone of King and Princess Israel out of South Carolina, Camp 6 of Boston, number 2 Israelite. Get a microphone ready so we can holler. But you can get it back on the microphone. She was hollering real good in that microphone. Now, hold your eye, young line. You're on the clock. Come on. All right, says we're at Steve Roy. Well, we'll keep the ball game rolling in the top part of the Saturday. And uh, as you know, we got two things here ready to come up. We're going to touch on a little bit of that. But uh, let's keep the ball game rolling. We say, uh, Yakwa, I bless you. Mother E. That's Yakwa. Mother DF Israel Online, Mother Z Online, Mother DF Israel Online, and Camp Six of uh, Princess Israel and King Israel, they on the line. Come out of Camp Six, South Carolina. We got Camp Six on the line. Yakwa back to the mother. Yakwa back to Camp Six. And we're going to keep the ball game rolling. Let me say with the top part of the Saturdays, I want everybody to know that we live everywhere. We got the broadcast up and going on the uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, call in for questions at 224-600-5579. Call in for comments at 224-600-5579. We live right now on uh, Blog Talk Radio, but we also got the Cloud uh, Talk up and running, so keep the chapter going in if you want to put me in with some of that D-O-T-T-Y, does it, Jack Wattie, on the top part of the Sabbath day, tune in to House Talk. Uh, you can also post us on Facebook. You can on Facebook at D O T T Y 
she was uh, looking for that line to pop right on down when you type in that D O T T Y. Uh, 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 and, 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 and pay attention to when it pop up, Um, 
we know that the men's rights experience this very same hour. We want to teach you what you want to say. And you want to go do the talking for you. But in order for him to do that, Mother D.F. Israel, let's go to First uh, Timothy. First Timothy. Now give me chapter two, verse number fifteen. Can you repeat that? Cause I can hear the book you say. First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy. First Peter chapter what? First Timothy. Oh my God. You say can you hear me, mother, mother, Israel? I can it's like you going in and out. You say you say first Timothy or first Peter? First Timothy. First Timothy, mother. Okay. First Timothy. Chapter two. Chapter two. yourself approved unto Yahweh, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So for the mentioned spirit, in order for him to uh, teach you in that very same hour what you ought to say, you got to have studying going on. Let's talk about a little bit about the sheep that is coming up. 
Mother Eve. We go to Leviticus chapter 23. Give me verse 1, 2, and 3. Look at Leviticus. When it's three, verse one to what? One, two, and three. Okay. The book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verse one, two, and three. Verse one. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse two, speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, concerning the feast, of Yahweh, which he shall proclaim to be righteous gathering, even these are my feet. Verse 3. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, and righteous gathering. He shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Yahweh in all your dwellings. Verse number 4. Verse 4. These are the feasts of the Yahweh, even righteous gathering, which ye shall proclaim in their feast. You got a feast to come up, and these feasts got to be done according in their season. We know these feasts are considered Sabbath day. But these are the feasts of Yahweh that's getting ready to come up. So let's go on and find, let's get a name of this feast. Is that, what does that mean? Is 
what way it's got to be done? From what to what? From year to year. I mean, every year, this need to be done in this season. The exact same way that Yahweh set up, you need to follow the exact same day. On the seventh month, on the first day. It can't be going on right now because we haven't even reached the seventh month until the sun goes down on the third of this month. Of course, the east of the time. When we drop down on the sun going down on the third of this month, then we jump into Yahweh's time. That's when we keep our feet set. Memorial blowing of the trumpet. And it got to be done what again, Sister Sarah? Before that, we can read in Exodus chapter 13, verse number 10. Read again. So we got to make sure we get this thing from year to year, mm-hmm. and that's the ordinance of Yahweh. Let's go on and read some of uh, Mother E. Let's go to St. John chapter 19, verse 31. St. John, chapter 19, verse 31. And then Mother D.F. Israel. Give me Sarah, chapter 33, verse number 9. Sarah, chapter 33, verse number 9. Mm-hmm. St. John, chapter 19, verse 31. St. John, chapter 19, verse 31. Yah got to the devil because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross, the tree, on the Sabbath day. But that Sabbath day was a high day. Mm-hmm. He, saw, he saw Pilate that there days might be broken and that they might be taken away. 32. Let's go right there, Mark. So this Sabbath day, that we got to get ready to come up, this is a, uh, what do you call it again? Call it a high day. <laughs> this memorial of the blowing of the trumpet Sabbath day is a high Sabbath day. It's not the seven days out of the week Sabbath day. It's not the seven days Sabbath day. It's the feast of Yahweh high day Sabbath day. You see what we got going on here? So, because we just got down reading, remember, we was reading that uh, that these feasts of Yahweh are the Sabbath day. But what type of Sabbath day this one is? It's not the seven day Sabbath day that falls on the Sabbath day uh, that you do every day. Sabbath day of the week. This is a high Sabbath day. And Yahweh called. So let's go uh, get a second with it today in the book of Sarah. Chapter 33, verse number 9, Mother. Sarah, chapter 33, verse 9. Some of them has he made high days and mm-hmm. hallowed them. And some of them has he made ordinary days. So, so uh, 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 this is not an ordinary day that's coming up. See, we gotta get some understand something here, Israel. That when you're dealing with the word of Yahweh, you children of Israel, you gotta know your day. You got, you have to know your season. You have to know the feast of Yahweh. 
You have to know your Sabbath day. You got to know the difference. You got to know your high day. And that's our job at VOTTY to make sure we teach you these things properly. Because we need to make sure that VOTTY, all of us, take step up to the page of our job so we can get our James chapter 5, verse 20 going on. What that read, Sister Sarah Israel? What James chapter 5, verse number 20 read? What, what, what we doing here? Because uh, we can get you right. We can get up to James chapter 5, verse number 20 going on too. The book of James, we want to go to the back of the book in the book of James. Mm-hmm. Right, right before uh, the book of Hebrews, we're going to go to the book of James in the back of the book. That's right. That's our brother, who real name was Jacob. But we want to make sure we get our James chapter 5 going on. Live broadcast, remember, back on that way tomorrow at 2 o'clock, 2 to 5 o'clock, live. And we definitely going to touch on before the week is out Sunday night. Interracial marriages according to the children of Israel. Do you supposed to do it? First of all, you got to know who you are. Back to the young man. Hallelujah. Wow. Good Verse number twenty. Mhm. James chapter five verse twenty. Mhm. Let him know that he will convert the sinner. Now, now, let him or her know that the one that converts the sinner, with B O T T Y, our job is to convert the sinner. What? Why? What is after that? Our job at VOTTY is to convert the center of the 12 tribes of Israel from the error of their way. That means we our job is to make sure we save you from death. That's right. That's our job. And we do that. What we get, what, what we got coming? So, so once we make sure that we can save you from dying, we can have a multitude of sin. You see how this thing go? Let's go, uh, let's just get a back up on that. Let's go to the book of, uh, let's go to the book of the GPL, Mother East. Let's go to the book of, uh, GPL. Let's go to the book of, uh, GPL. Let's go to the book of, uh, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1. The word of Yahweh came unto me. 
again saying. Mm-hmm. Verse 2. Read me down to verse number 9. Okay. Ezekiel. Chapter 15. Verse, chapter 18. Verse 2. What mean ye that use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge? Verse 3. As I live, said the Yahweh, Yahweh, ye shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Verse 4, Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul mm-hmm. that sin, it shall die. Verse 5. And that's our job to make sure that we uh, make sure you don't die. Mm-hmm. That's what we try to make sure that the soul don't die. We try to make sure you turn away from the error of your ways simple way and make sure you don't die. We're saying verse number four. I mean verse number um, five. Verse five. But if a man be just and do that mm-hmm. which is lawful and right. Mm-hmm. Verse six. And had not eaten upon the mountain, neither has lifted up his eyes to the hour of the house of Israel, neither have defied his neighbor's wife, neither mm-hmm. has come here to a woman. Verse 7, and had not oppressed any, but has restored to the death, debtor, his pledge, has fallen none by violence has given his bread to the hungry and has covered the nakedness, the naked with a garment. Verse 8, he that had not given forth upon usury, neither has taken any increase, that has withdrawn his hand from sin and has executed truth judgment between man and man. Verse nine. Verse nine. Have walked in many statues and have kept my judgment to deal truly. He is just. He shall surely live with the aqua. So the one that's going to live mm-hmm. is the one that's going to be doing the ways of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And that's what Yahweh want to make sure that, that, that we know that we ain't doing according to his ways, no matter who we are. Me, or anybody that's sitting on the camp, outside of the sitting on the camp, if you ain't doing according to the ways of Yahweh, then uh, you're not going to live. And that's our job. We try to make sure that you are. Uh, Get the air of your ways of, of Let's go see and get a precept on it. Let me get a precept on that. Like that. Y'all lie and say, if you're not doing his will, 
you can lose your uh, your life. What you lose? Yeah, uh, 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 yo, pretty much, you said you're not going to live. Okay, let me get a precept on it. Give me Tobit chapter 4, verse 10, down to verse 12. Let me show you another way you can lose everything that you got coming. Let me show you another way. Let me show you something that you can do by not knowing what you need to know. We're going to Tobit chapter 4, verse 10, down to verse 12, young line. You should pick that up.
They were quoting Numbers 36. That was, your preacher got to always tell you, interracial relationship is not of the Bible, especially for the 12 tribes of Israel. Even if you're an Israelite and jump around with another Israelite, it's not of your tribe. That's not right. Every tribe got to stay to its own inheritance. If he get out of it, watch what the Bible says in 36 chapters, verse 1 down to verse 3. All right. The book of Numbers, chapter 36, verse 1 down to verse number 3. Verse 1 reads, In the deep parts of the families of the children of Gilead, the son of Mekar, the son of Manasseh, but the families of the sons of Joseph came here in faith before Moses and before the princes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. Verse 2. And they said, The Yahweh commanded my Yahweh to give the land for inheritance to the children of Israel. And my Yahweh was commanded by the Yahweh to give the inheritance of their Zelophehad, our brother, unto his book. Verse 3. And if they be married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the children of Israel, then shall their inheritance be taken from the inheritance of our father, and shall be put to the inheritance of the tribe whereunto they are received. So shall it be taken from the lot of our inheritance. So if, so if you marry outside of your tribe, you are on a big time curse. You even you even lose your inheritance by marrying somebody of another tribe of over to a tribe of Israel. You got to marry according to if you're the tribe of Judah, the one called African American Negro in color, that's who you marry. If you're from the tribe of Benjamin, which called the um what they call them, Jamaicans. They married and, and they tried. If you're going to try to Levite, one you call Haitian today, you married in your tribe. If you don't, you lose your inheritance. And if you mess around and marry outside of the tribe of Israel, you're going to curse. So whatever you're doing, all you do is ask O.J. Simpson, how did that come out? Same thing going to happen to you. If you marry outside of your tribe, if you don't get your day, He'll get you tomorrow. We talk more on that Sunday night, but tune in Sunday night. We'll break down your do's and don'ts in interracial marriages, which is a no-no. You lose your blessings, and you're gonna lose your mind, and you're gonna mess around through things that you would never done before. Like for example, you might you might mess around and get in into a eating habit. You might get into things that you never thought to happen. But we'll take you all that Sunday night. So tune in at 6 o'clock. Back to the young line. All right. And we'll pick it back up on some more of the speech, man, that we know that's called a high day of Yahweh. And uh, we want to make sure we want to get you away from the error. Uh, uh, so you won't have no sin coming on. And we can have a multitude of sins as well. So uh, let's just touch a little bit more on this speech, day Because we know we got our uh, Judges 5 United going on. What do you say in the book of Judges, chapter 5, verse number 11? The 
book of Judges, chapter 5, verse number 11, mother, D.L. Israel. <laughs> All right. Judges, chapter 5. Okay. You say Judges, chapter 5, verse 11? Yes, ma'am. Judges chapter 5, verse 11, read. Thou that art delivered from the noise of the archer in the place of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous act of Yahweh, even the righteous act toward the inhabitants of his village in Israel. Then shall the people of Yahweh go down to the gate. Okay. We know that we have to make sure that we, on the sixth huh? day, on the, on the seventh month, we have to make sure that we rehearse the righteous act. That's what you want to make sure we got going on. Mother, uh, yeah. mother, uh, Mother E, what is these righteous acts? My sister Sarah, give me um, what do you want? First Samuel chapter twelve, verse number seven. How many ways you gonna stand by? First Samuel chapter twelve, verse seven. But mother, mother E, let's find out what these righteous acts are in the book of uh, Deuteronomy. Let's pick it up in chapter uh, six, verse twenty-five. He said, you have to rehearse the righteous act. So what is the, what is righteous, the righteous act that you have to rehearse? And let's see, can we find out what that means? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness, that we observe to do all the commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, that he has commanded us. So the only way it's going to be your right if you observe to do all the first five books of the Bible of Yahweh. That's the only way this can be your right. First thing, chapter 12, verse number 7. What do you read, Sister Sarah? This is chapter 12, verse 7. Read. Now, therefore, stand still, that I may read you with you before the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. 
and Ephesus, the priests, and unto the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the camp at the planet of Moab, which is by Jordan near Jericho, the spring of Moab. Right. Jordan near Jericho. 13. And Moses and Elzar, the priests, and all the prince of the congregation went forth to meet them without the camp. Verse 14. And Moses was worshipped with the officers of the host, with the captives over thousands and captives over hundreds which which came from this battle. Now mother mother uh mother uh GF Israel. While all this was going on, they was preparing for war and they went to war and uh with uh, with the kings and Midian. Wonder a while this happening, but before all this had taken place, what did the children of Israel do that we know that they get ready to come up on the seventh month, on the first day of the seventh month? Let's pick it up at uh, the same book, Mother, chapter 31, number 31. And I want you to read me uh, verse 2 down to verse number 6. Numbers 31. You, you said Numbers 31 versus what? Go down and see. Okay. Wrong path. Numbers chapter 31 verses 2 to 6. Read. Yes, ma'am. Avenge the children of Israel, of the Midianites. Afterwards shall thou be be gathered unto your people. Verse 3. And Moses spake unto the people, saying, Arm some of the, arm some of yourselves unto the war, war, and let them go again against the Midianites and avenge Yahweh of Midian. Verse 4. Of every tribe a thousand throughout all the tribes of Israel shall you send to the war. Verse 5. So there were delivered out of the thousand of Israel a thousand of every tribe, 12,000 armed for war, verse 6. And Moses sent them to the war, a thousand Mm -hmm. of every tribe, them and, um, I can't say that now, Phinez, Phinez, the son of Eleazar, the priest, to the war with the uh-huh. righteous instruments 
instruments and the trumpets to blow in his hand. So he, during the course of this war, when they was fighting the Midianites, that the mother was Greek, and we know that uh, Yahweh said, hey, before you go to this war, I need to make mm-hmm. sure y'all got something in y'all hand. And he said, I need to make sure y'all got some trumpets blown in your hand. Now, uh, what do you have to say about these trumpets? Let's go read a little bit more about that, Sister Sarah Israel. Let's go to number chapter 10, verse 1, down to 8. Why all this is happening? And why did all this happen? Why did he send them all to go down there and say, hey, listen up. Y'all learned this law. You got to rehearse the right to that. And I gave you all trumpets. When you get ready to go to war, you have to have these trumpets in your hand. What, let's see what he had to say in number chapter 10, verse 1, down to verse 7, 8. The number chapter 10, verse 1 to 8. There's one reason. The Yahweh spoke to Moses' face. Mm-hmm. Verse 2. Make these two trucks of silver. Mm-hmm. All these shall thou make him. That's right. For thou mayest use them for the following of the assembly and for the journey of the camp. So we know that Yahweh had told him to make these two trucks. Mm-hmm. This is Yahweh doing right here. He implemented Adam. Mm-hmm. And oppress you. You can go in the line with the trumpet. 
And then what Yahweh had to say about that uh, mother, mother E in Psalm chapter 81, verse 1, down to verse number 4. And let me get a closing statement out of here. I should read me that Psalm chapter 81, verse 1, down to verse number 4. And give me a closing statement. Let me, let me uh, get a precept on, on that. Once you blow that trumpet, he'll remember you because so Yahweh needs, I mean, you don't need to remember, but he said if you do what I tell you to do, He'll remember. Uh, young man, I want you to bag up to Genesis chapter 9 mm-hmm. and look at 13 down to verse 15 of Genesis. Remember, he said, once you blow that trumpet, he remember you that you need me to come and help you. Let's see what he, what, what, what he pulled that verse from. Genesis chapter 9, verse 13 down to verse 15. We're going to the book of Genesis chapter 9. Check it out to verse 16. Verse 13 down to verse number 16. Listen to this. The book of Genesis chapter 9, verse 13 to 16, verse 13 reads, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Verse 14. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. And I will remember my covenant, mm-hmm. which is between me and and you and every living creature of all flesh. Mm-hmm. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Uh-huh. Verse 16. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember, I may remember the everlasting covenant between Yahweh and every living creature of all flesh, that is upon the earth. Back there, young line. Hallelujah, boy. Hallelujah, boy. Mother, uh, Mother, give me that Psalm chapter 81, verse 1, down to verse number 4. Give me a closing statement after you done reading that. Book of Psalm chapter 81, verse 1 to 4. Psalm chapter 81, verse 1 to 4. Verse 1. Sing aloud unto Yahweh, our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the Yahweh of Israel. Two, take a form and bring hither the timbre, the pestle, the heart with the pestle. Verse three, blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed. On our follow feast day. Verse 4. For this was a statute for, El- for Israel and a law of the Yahweh of Israel. Thank you. That's it. All right, Mother, Mother Let me get a closing statement, then, uh, Hey, we gonna get Mother Z in for a commentary after you give us a close statement, Mother. Mother. Okay, thank you, praising Yahweh for the class, thanking and praising Yahweh for the teachers and for the listeners. And I'm saying to the listeners, the listeners, to hold on, don't give up, hold on to the end. Hallelujah. 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 H
I'm going to read in um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting to read at verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the covenant which I teach unto you, which also we have received and within within wherein we wherein we stand verse two by which also we are saved if we keep keep in remembrance what I teach unto you un, unless ye have believed in vain verse three for I believe, but I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Yahweh the Son died for our sins according to the scriptures, verse 4, and that he was abused and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Verse five, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Verse six, and I'll stop here at six. After that, he was seen uh, for he was seen for about he was seen uh, above five hundred brothers that one that at once of whom the great I don't know that the greatest part remain unto this present but some are uh, Falling asleep. Hallelujah. 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 Second James. 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 Second Samuel. Samuel. Okay. Yeah, second Samuel 
Okay, I've got to get to this. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 27 and 28. 27, 27 and 28, 27 and verse 28. Okay. <clears throat> Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 27 and 28. Verse 27 reads, And Ahab said, As Yahweh liveth, Unless thou hast spoken, surely then in the morning the people had gone up, every one from following his brother. <clears throat> I mean Joab. Did I say Joab or Ahab? Verse 28. So Joab blew a trumpet. All the people stood and pursue after Israel no more. Neither fault they anymore. Yeah, call the statement on you, Mother. Well, I'm read Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. 27 and it reads and Yahweh spake unto Moses saying 23 speak unto Aaron and unto his sons saying on this wise you shall bless the children of Israel saying unto them 24 Yahweh bless you and keep you 25, Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. 26, Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 27, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Hallelujah, Hallelujah,
So we're going to rehearse the right that back. Rehearse what we can read in the book of Second Chronicles. In the middle of the book, we're going to read chapter uh, I'm going to chapter five, verse one down to four, twelve to fourteen. We're going to read Sister Sarah Israel, C. Rule, Tribe of Yadadu, 2 Chronicles, chapter 5, 1 down to 4, and verse 12 down to 14. For the 2 Chronicles, chapter 5, reading 1 through 4, 12 and 14. This temple right here, you need to read about two. Verse 1 reads, And all the words that Solomon made for the family of For the God. temple. For the temple. Of the Yahweh was finished. And Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had dedicated, mm-hmm. and the silver, and the gold, and all the instruments put he among the treasures of the temple of Yahweh. So he said, he said, uh, Solomon brought in everything that Yahweh had to put together. Mm-hmm. Verse number two. So we know the trumpets were part of this thing, right? Verse 2. Mm-hmm. Solomon assembled elders of Israel. Well, who he gathered? Elders. Okay. Yeah. All the heads of the tribe. That's right. You got to have your chief man, too. Chief of the fathers of the children of Israel. Oh, so the head of the tribe was called who? Chief. The chief. Then you see how this thing goes? So the, head, the heads of the tribe are the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel. That's right. The of That's right. Of the ark of the covenant of the Yahweh uh-huh. out of the city of David, which is Yadadu. That's right. So the city of David is called what? Yadadu. That's right. Yeah. Verse 3. Verse 3. Wherefore, all the men mm-hmm. of Israel assembled themselves unto the king, the feast which was in the seventh month. What, what, what month they is? Seventh month. If we want to point out, now I'll finish the description of everything, what we get ready to come up to and what we should be doing. We want to look back in the book, and we want to um, we want to we want to go back. I'm doing. I'm, I'm gonna go read something here. We want to do a uh, Deuteronomy. What about Deuteronomy? I want something out of Deuteronomy, and I want verse number seven. Just want to read it out because it's talking out. We don't want to do no lip box. Mm-hmm. And the book of Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two, verse seven. We want to make sure we do a verse number seven. Deuteronomy thirty-two, verse number seven. Remember the days of old. Yes. We want to consider the years of many generations. 